All right, what's up, everybody? I want to welcome everybody back to the Schoolhouse Scallywags podcast. Uh, we're going to do a little Coach's Corner edition um, for this week. So I got with me, I got Coach Henderson, offensive coordinator here at AJ High School. Coach Wright, he's the defensive line coach uh, at AJ High School, or we're all at AJ High School. And coach Shig, uh, head coach, and then Coach Phillips, the veteran, the AJ veteran, uh, coaching defensive back. So we're just going to kind of give everybody a little uh, – a little background about ourselves a little bit and then talk about our season so far, the 2019 season, and then also talk about some – it's Paisen week, so everybody around here knows A.J. versus Paisen, big game. And uh, we're going to talk about some of our memories as players and coaches uh, with, with, with Central Paisen and kind of preview this game uh, this coming up this week. So, first of all, who, want, who wants to jump us off? It don't matter who it is. I know uh, it, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, thinking back – some of us, I didn't start coaching that long ago, but Coach Phillips, what, what year did you start coaching? I started coaching in, uh, let's see, about 1988. So you guys think a little farther back than, That's right. than, than That's some right. of us do. So what, 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 what got you into coaching or, or what made you make that decision, like this is what I want to do, or did you know all along? Well, I, I always wanted to be a teacher, but um, as far as coaching went, I wasn't so sure that was what I wanted to do. Um, I think it was all – built around my head coach, Dwayne okay. Denny. And uh, I just liked the way he handled us as players and the father figure that he was. I felt like um, being in coaching, that was a, that was a way of, of reaching young people. So, like, you were able to look at uh, somebody that you looked up to and say, hey, I, I kind of want to be, be that way one right. day. I, I probably spent more time with him than I did with my own dad at the time when I was in high right. school. Right, and like, you know, we all know we spend more time with these kids you know, than we do with our families at home, or I mean, we we spend hours and hours up here. So, you know, that's the way it goes. But what what was your first first team you coached on? It was I was actually still a student at South Carolina. Okay. And um, I would come home on Friday nights. I would help during the month of August, and then go back to school. And then on Friday nights, I'd come back. And uh, my first real uh, coaching experience, as far as varsity went, was with Andy Twido. His first year here. We didn't have uh, three coaches, and I was one of the three. So there was – well, actually, there was four coaches and three actually during the week of practice. And he'd always uh, look for me coming down the hill shortly before the bus right. would pull out. And um, so that would have been in probably 1989 was my first year with him. Okay. That's kind of crazy to think about, though. I mean, think about all the people we got, you know, trying to do all that stuff with just three people. You know what I mean? That would be – that would be really – tough, you know, thinking about it as now, how many people we got on staff? About 15. About 15. So, I mean, you think about, we got 15, we get to spread those duties out, even that little small stuff that we don't think about a whole lot, you know, when you got three coaches, that stuff is going to come at you quick. Oh, yeah, it did. It came It came quick. You know? and, and actually, the first year, um, Coach Twido came in and he wanted to um, run a certain defense that none of us knew much about. Right. And uh, the week before we played Lancaster, he decided to go back to what we had been doing. So we had to reinstall what we'd been doing here for probably five or six years before he even got here right. in one week. And probably had to teach him a little bit about it if he wasn't you know, up, to, up to par with it. So, All right, cool. Coach Shee, what you when did you first know you wanted to get into coaching? And what was your first coaching career or coaching job, I guess? 2005 is when I got into coaching. I'd just gotten out of the Air Force and got back to school at University of South Carolina and couldn't find a job that I really knew was going to 
help pay for anything. So <laughs> I was like, if, if I'm not going to um, get paid a whole lot for what I'm going to do, then, you know, I'm going to enjoy it. Right. I'm find something that I'm going to enjoy doing. Yeah. And so I uh, just asked a couple of the schools there in, in uh, Columbia area and Coach Burnett at airport said, hey, I could come over and help out with the uh, B team, with the freshman team. And uh, I remember day two thinking when I was driving home that I just loved it, and, and that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, was be around football, coach football, uh, and and really just – that was when I knew I wanted to do it. It wasn't even something I really went out there thinking that's that's what I was going to end up doing. But then thinking back on it, it made sense because I was always doodling uh, plays and, and things, even back to elementary school that just in my spare time, that's what I sat around and did. Um, so, you know – it kind of what Coach Phillips was talking about uh, of not having a whole lot of people out there on the B team, those younger teams, you, you don't have uh, lower level teams, you don't have a whole ton of people out there, but right. I think it helps to make you a better coach because, I mean, you got to you gotta learn on the fly yeah. lots of times. So that was uh, – that year there was, there was only three of us on that B team and we got almost close to 50 kids out there. And, I mean, that, that, that's a lot to handle. I mean, you just got to split up the day and, um, you know, coach offense for part of it and then coach defense for the other half. And, figure out something to do so those kids don't go crazy while they're standing there waiting around for their turn yeah. to get some reps and practice. And so you, you learn, you know, both sides of the ball doing that. And it, I think it, it helps out, but it is amazing to think about, you know, as many as we got this year um, that, yeah, back in the day, that, I mean, that was it. I mean, yeah. You had three coaches for the whole program, both JV and varsity at some places. So Yeah, just um, think about airport as far as B team. I mean, you're talking about you got another JV with probably another 50 and then a varsity with however many they had. I mean, that's the numbers in the program. I mean, that's just something that we're not used to because I've always been around this school, you know, so it's not, you know, it's not even fathomable to me. But 50 kids on a B team, I mean, that's a, that's a lot, especially with, especially with just three coaches. And then those are younger kids too. So they're probably a lot, you know, harder to keep the – Keep, keep their, their attention. Uh, yeah, yeah, keep their attention where it's yeah, supposed to be. The, but. All the freshmen out there, yeah. Gotcha. So. Yeah. All right, Coach Wright, go ahead. Uh, I know you got a good one for us. Well, I started uh, 2000, about 2005 at Cross High School down there in uh, Pineville, South Carolina. Now, if I say I knew, I was going to tell you, you're going to have to tell people where that's at because I know <laughs> who they're going to know. It's Pineville, South Carolina. Um, and Coach Warren gave me the shot, and he told me to coach uh, that I'd be coaching D line, and um, that's something I was familiar with because I played defensive end here at Andrew Jackson, and then I moved to uh, linebacker my junior, sophomore, junior, and then senior year stayed there. But um, I enjoyed it, man. I I always been around sports ever since I was a little kid. Um, my I come from a family full of athletes my dad and my uncles. And so we always did sports. When we was little, they made sure we did something. And I knew from then I wanted to do something to dealing with sports. And um, getting my shot, the coach at Cross was something I was very excited about. So like when I did the interview, uh, Coach Warren asked me, what would uh, separate me from somebody else? And I told him, I said, you hired me, I win your region championship. And, and he was like, you just making that promise. I said, no, that's a promise. I'm telling you, we win another one. And they weren't very good the year before, no, right? No, they wasn't. And um, and we had, some, we had some talent. We just had to put the guys there and get them to believing in what we wanted them to do. And lo and behold, we did win a region championship. And, the um, next year? 
So you came through on your promise. Came through on the promise. Golden child. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think we all pretty much we're getting in it because we you know we met, we love the game of football, but then again we wanted to do something that we enjoyed every day and and giving back to the community and the kids too. So. Coach Henderson, wrap us up here. Coach Henderson, my classmate, class of 2011. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I got into coaching uh, coming out of college when I uh, got out of North Greenville in 2015. I got in, We got in, and I started started with you down there in the middle school. Yep. You know, I, I knew whenever I was finishing up college that I had to, I had to stay around the game, man. It's, it's just football brought me so much brought so much, so many opportunities to my life that I, I wanted to stay around it, you know, and, and help kids get the same opportunities they gave to me. And so I came home and talked to Sergeant Lambert down there at the middle school. And, you know, we, 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 he, he told me that he, he allowed me to come on and he told me I can coach running backs. <laughs> so I coached running backs with him and, and it was a good time, man. And, you know, we had a lot of fun down there and it was, I knew it. I knew playing in high school and getting the opportunity to play in college that whenever I'm done playing, I got to I gotta stay around. Yeah, find some yeah. way to stay with the game. Definitely. That's right. Too. That's right. Well, uh, mine real quick, I kind of, when I got out of high school, I, you know, obviously I loved getting football, watching, playing, whatever. And uh, I knew that I had to find some way to still be around it after I was not around it for about a, about a year maybe. And I was like, man, I just I missed the game, missed being around it, missed the locker room, chopping it up with the guys, the coaching staff. You know, like us, we pretty a tight group. You know, yeah, we like right. to joke, laugh, have a good time. And and I missed that part of it. So I Bub, uh, Coach Walters, he was the head coach at the middle school. So it was him and uh Trey Harris. And that was the only two coaches he had. And uh, you know, Trey, he didn't play football, so he really didn't he was more or less just out there to kind of help supervision and he was a you know PE teacher so he was just out there helping so Bob calls me and says hey I'm gonna coach I'm gonna call the plays I need somebody to help run the defense yeah, defense we're just gonna run stick one free and send the, send the house you know so I said shoot yeah middle school defense baby <laughs> five three and send the heat yeah but uh so I said shoot yeah you know I'd love to so Bob being my buddy so we go and man we had a blast you know and I knew at that point, I wasn't even thinking about being a teacher. I was just, you know, I was in college at USC Lancaster trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So after that, I really started saying, okay, what's a realistic career where I can be, do, I can do this as my job, like this be part of my job. So I said, well, I'll go back, got, got my business degree, and then I went back in the PACE program. Luckily, uh, Alex Dabney looked out for me, hit me up, got a position here at AJ High School, and it worked out for me. So I'm thankful for all that and then just – that, that first year, I remember, you know, just having such, such a good time. And a lot of those kids have done graduated now, which makes me feel a little bit older, even though I'm not that old. But I've been coaching a little while. But, uh, but it's like it's, – it's, it's, I can't picture myself not coaching football. I don't know about y'all, but, like, I wouldn't know what to do on a fall Friday night if I could just get, leave school and go home. You know what I mean? What would we do? Even mean? on the bye week, you know, you mean, I don't know about uh, y'all. We a lot of us went to games. Yeah. Coach Anderson went to games, and all of us are following, texting each other about games. But we we probably couldn't live without it. You know what I mean, Coach Phillips? What you you live without it for a few years? Yeah, when I got in administration, I <clears throat> got out of it a, a little bit, and uh, it kept pulling me back. Yeah, it kept pulling me back, and uh, actually had to get permission to. 
from the district to, to, to coach do it. and be an administrator. Yeah. And um, I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. I, I, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Coach Shig gave me a chance, and um, um, it's been fun. And I think too, it allows those kids to see you in a different light too. Exactly. As far as being, a lot of times kids look at administration as being the big bad wolf, or you know right. what I mean, like. The police. They see me in a different light. They see you in a different light. They see you as a person and, and that you. cares more about them uh, as a person than, than just being a disciplinarian. Right. And you do a good job, too, of being being a principal and then at 3.30, now you coach. Right. You know what I mean? Being able to flip, flip that, switch. that switch. So I can I speak for everybody, and we all we love it. We love coaching football. We love being around the kids. We love being around each other. And uh, that's what that's what we love to do. You know what I mean? And. Like I said, I took a philosophy class in college, and the one thing I remember uh, that, and this sticks with me from college, says if you got to find something to do when you wake up in the morning and your alarm goes off that you don't say, yeah, man, I just do not even want to get up today. You know what I mean? You got to find something that you look forward to doing or your life's just going to be miserable. So I think we definitely have all <laughs> done that. So that's a little bit about us. As a, as a staff, as individual coaches, how we got started. So now we're going to recap a little bit of the 2019 season. Uh, we got a good group of kids. We got a good group of players that that, that uh, mean a lot. How many seniors we got, Coach Sheik, total? 21. 21 seniors, right? Yeah. So that's a, that's a you know, don't happen a lot. So uh, – Not in a two-way. Not in two-way. Yeah, yeah, yeah not in two-way. might be the most we've ever schools. had. Yeah. 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 My, is it, you think that Coach I, Phillips, you I think, think that's it might be the most we've ever had. Most we've ever had. It's got to be close if it ain't. But thinking back on it, too, you know, if you look around our region, last year, who, who was it that had 20 plus? Central. Um, Central. Central. Central had 20 plus. Yeah. Yeah, and then the two years 20. ago, uh, when Lee, Lee Central, Central and they Sherall, had 20 plus. And Sherall had. And Sherall had. They were the top so, two teams. So it's kind of like, you know, I mean, it's kind of like a cycle has been. So now it's kind of our turn. So that's why I feel like, you know, it's, it's our year to make something happen. So we started off strong. Defense has definitely been, been uh, you know, stellar all year yeah. uh, as far as, you know, shutting people out, stopping the run, and just playing solid defense. Uh, I'm going to let Coach Phillips and Coach Wright talk a little bit about defensive guys and, and – far as scheme and, and what we've been what y'all think has made us so successful on defense uh so far this year. Y'all can go whatever, y'all can talk and we can we can all chime in together. It don't matter. It ain't gotta be one person talking. It can be just be I, I think going on. I think uh a big thing that, that Coach Wright uh, uh likes this, this idea as well. I think the big thing is that the amount of pressure that we put on people, uh with stunts and um coming off the edge with uh, corners and things like that right. that has really changed the way our kids play. It's more we're, we're downhill attacking uh, as compared to, I'm, I won't even say last year where we didn't do so much downhill, uh, but we got people that, that can do what we want to and our team, defensive team speed is phenomenal. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what I like about it. They're fast and we play that, that smash mouth type of defense where we go at them yeah, sick. Dog mentality. We've been telling play like a dog. Yeah, you got to 100% from everybody. And I think one thing Coach Shig did was he said, you know, when he got here, we're gonna run a three-three defense. Bottom line, because in two-way ball, you know, your your lineman is where you lack. Your line, well, you you got to find. And that three, I feel like that three-three took 
a lineman off on defense and added another skill guy out there where we had more skill guys than we had linemen right. and right. was able to kind of spare us a lineman on D. And, and you know, now, you know, that it don't seem like a big thing, but taking that one lineman off and using another skill guy out there as far as keeping linemen fresh, I think that's been huge, uh, you know. Because, I mean, before with all the, you know, a lot of running offenses, you're never going to see a three-man front on defense a whole lot. But with the uh, three-man front, it's hard to dictate where the stunt is coming. Exactly. And I think that's been a very plus with us. Like Coach Phillips said earlier, we're, we do a lot of stunting, but you don't know where it's coming. You don't know where it's coming from. You know. And, and me, as an offensive line coach, Coach Chief, what I say all the time about that 3-3 three, three front, whenever we scrimmage at somebody, I hate the 3-3 three, three front. I hate it. At practice, I hate it with whoever we play. Because as an offensive line, you know, if a guy's head up at me, I don't know what gap you're going in. I don't even know what gap you're thinking about going in. You know, if I line up in a in a gap, if I got a guy lined up in a gap, nine times out of ten in high school, probably going to go in that right. gap unless they got some kind of stunt on or whatever. But, you know, I, I think that's been huge for our success on defense as far as, you know, us being able to just fly. You know what I mean? The line slanting one way, backers coming in gaps, right. and people just – it's so hard to react to it, especially if you got kids like we got that's going full speed in their gap. Uh, you know that that makes a whole a whole lot of difference. And I, I tell you too, it, it's it's fun to watch our kids when when our offense gets two scores up on them, and, oh, yeah. and the and the game changes from uh, uh, the the opposing team tries to run the football early on, and then they have to start passing it, which kind of goes into the meat of our right. defense, and and that's when. That's when our kids start licking their chops, especially with stunts, because they're going to get sacks or tackles right, for losses, right. and then we're going to get interceptions or knockdown passes or whatever it might be, and that's where it really gets fun. And like our secondary, you know, our secondary is so solid that whenever we get those scores up and, and they become other offenses become a little predictable, I mean, I just feel like that puts us at such an advantage with us having what well, we got a senior, two senior corners. Every one of them seniors. Every one of them seniors. Senior yeah. free safety. Five seniors. You know, we got five real experienced guys. I mean, Gavin Blackman's played four years. Four years of varsity yeah. football, starting on four years of varsity football. Ty Elder's played what? Probably three. 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 Three years starting. So we got some experience back there uh, in the secondary. And then, uh, you know, some guys up front that's made a bunch of, I mean, think about the kids that's made improvements. Oh, man. Um, right now, Gavin Phillips has been a real big. Uh, asset with us because he's like the team leader right. along with uh, some of the veterans. I mean, him being able to come right in and play defense in with us, I mean, he gives them a fit because he's strong, but he's also quick too. Right. So he can beat you with a bull rush, but at the same time he can beat you getting in that next gap. Yeah. And you add pizza with that, Caleb Myers, he give us a little, I call him a little stubby. Yeah. You know, because he's so low to the ground. And when he's he faster off. than people think. Right. Too. They look at him like, ah, oh, he can't move. Before yeah. you know it, he in the A gap. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and, you know, uh, Landon Williams has been giving us some uh, real good uh, minutes coming off because he's, he's been physical. The last two games been giving us that physical we need, uh, play that we need off, off the edge. And yeah. also, whenever we have to come, because we've been seeing a lot of tight ends these last couple games. Yeah. And, him being able to slide down in that in that gap and taking on that tight end some and sometimes taking on that uh, defensive tackle, he done a good job. And you know, Big Ronnie, yeah, down there and, and knows he's injured right now. But yeah, we got to get him healthy. Yeah, 
But uh, I, I think, too, uh, you know, Gavin and Pizza Man, them guys just play with so much effort. And, and pride, too. They and, just love A.J. football. Right. They love A.J. football, and, and they play 100 miles an hour. Like, you watch them on film, you know, they chasing people down even when they're not even supposed to make the tackle. Um, with those guys. And then I got to give Anthony Izzard a lot of credit. Ooh. Uh, he made such a huge jump from last year to from this last year. year to this year because last year, you know, he was he was you know not sure of himself out there. I don't think. And uh, this year, man, you know, we talked about it as coaches. You know, we you know we got to have Anthony step up, and he right. has. So he he plays like a different player. He got four picks for the season. Four picks. Yeah, he's another one of those like Coach Shea says it. He just he just finds the ball like the ball finds him. Right. You know he he gets himself in spots that, to make interceptions or fumble recovery, the ball finds them. So, he's definitely done a great job with that. And then I got to say this because I think this – Makeem McClain, he, when he was a freshman, he didn't play at all, I don't think. He was maybe an offensive line backup or something like that. Well, he went from being an offensive line JV backup his freshman year to a starting linebacker on varsity his sophomore year. So, I, I – personally think he leading made the, the team in tackles leading right. the team in tackles right so it's not like he's just out there and we hiding him right so i mean he to me he's probably made since i've been coaching he's made the biggest jump from one year to another that i what you think coach and, you, and, and i think part of that goes to his work ethic in the weight room yeah oh he's yeah he's gotten right. so much stronger and bigger yeah and uh he, he just loves to play it's, it's funny how how many times he comes off the field and comes by and and, and just stops by as he's coming off the defense, and and will say something, and then just laugh about it because it's it's a it's a fun game. Yeah, he, yeah, he's got a great attitude towards the game. Yeah. I mean, he 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 knows when he's got to be serious, but he's having a good time every time and he's I, out I'll, there. I'll say this too about defense. I think Coach Coach Shig's philosophy of of having two platoon football has really changed it's, the dynamics oh, of our team, especially on the line. Especially oh, yeah. on the line. When we have just defensive players, and he has just offensive players, now we've gotten to where we cross some over, but. I think that's made a huge difference. Yeah. We're fresh. And, and I know, you know, especially me and Coach Wright had talked about it when when it first when when Coach Shea first started that, me and Coach Wright's going, Man, ain't no way this is gonna work. You know what I mean? Like we thinking we want the studs, you know, I want the studs on O line, Coach Wright wants studs on D line, me and him about to choke each other on the sideline. Then we start counting that we really can't have that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Hold up. So so, you know, that's one of those things where we had to really I've really seen now how much of a difference that makes uh, having fresh guys out there on the O line on the D line. You know what I mean? And and you know we playing your athletes wise, them guys are gonna be fine. Guys like who's our two ways? Cedric and uh, Gavin yeah. Blackman and Ty. Ty. And, and them guys can, they can go. Darius Bryce they can go. Uh, but but the linemen you know takes them a little while to takes them a little longer to kind of recuperate. Well, I think it helps too. The fact now is, uh, whenever you need to talk to your O line, you can talk to him. You can after talk to him series instead of saying, you know. You see, well, now you can't talk to him because right. now he's going back on D. Exactly. And you know now you can actually sit them down like they do when they go to the side, and we ask and draw up or tell them this yeah. is why I need you, or find out how they lining up right. or, or whatever. Used to before, come off on offense, they're going on D, and now really we can't make them. an adjustment. So the only time we can make an adjustment is in a timeout. Or halftime. Or halftime, yeah. And, and communication-wise, that hurts you. Uh, 
But that's another one of those things. You know, we just, as a coaching staff, we kind of bought into it and said, all right, well, you know, let's see if we can make this thing work. Right. You know what I mean? And, and you know, we get a lot of grief for it uh, from some people. But, I mean, that's – it's been working for us so far. Why are we going to change it? You know what right. I mean? And if – and, you know, the proof's in the result. I mean, in the pudding, it's in the right. results. Uh, so, so I think definitely – I'm agree with you all on that. I, I definitely think the two-way uh, – Try, yeah, trying not to go so many two-way guys has, has definitely helped us. Um, so now we're going to transition, talk about the offense. Um, Coach Henderson and Coach Sheik, give us a little bit about the offense, and I'll kind of put my two cents in. What's y'all's takeaways from how we've been offensively as far as and some of the personnel who's been key to us, our success uh, thus far in the season? Um, I'm Honestly, offensively, I think what's been our advantage is we've done a really good job taking care of the football. Yeah, we don't turn the ball over. Yeah, you don't turn the ball over. You win football game. Yeah, and so I think we've done a fantastic job with that. Um, our personnel unit, like we're we're really deep at receiver, you know, and and we got a quarterback who can who can, who can throw it around the yard a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that helps us out a lot too. You know, Chaz has done a great job throwing the football around, and you know our receivers have stepped up and made some some really big time plays with OJ. And, and Kyle, Tez, you know, KD, you know, even our tight ends has got in the mix a little bit. Don Starnes and Owen Phillips. Yep. So, you know, we, we we got guys who can go, who can, who can really make plays. And and as the season has has came along, you know, our running back, our play at running back has gotten so much better, and 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 has gotten to a point to where you know people got to respect our running game now. Yep. You know, they can't just say, oh, we're gonna force AJ to run it. You know, we can do that. Our running game has gotten so much better, you yep. know, so I think that's been a been a key for us. And you know, our offensive line is, you know, they kind of they accepted, you know, they accepted the challenge. You know, I mean, you know, we we're not deep at O line. No, man. no, <laughs> we got one sub. We we one injury away from head scratching. Right, <laughs> right. We one injury away on O line going eight man. Yeah, <laughs> but I think too though, you know, when them guys. The hardest thing O-line-wise is getting our guys to run block this year because I know last year the the group we got right now that was on JV, you know, we aired it out oh, yeah. pretty much every play. We, we slung that thing We might have ran, what, five times a game on JV? It might have been five times the whole year, but I ain't going to Last time I said five, five times the whole year. Five times the whole year. Whenever I asked us to run run the ball. Right. I think that's yeah. the yeah. yeah, whenever yeah. Coach Sheet calls yeah. from the box and says, hey, uh, uh, y'all need to run a run play real quick. Run the ball real quick. But right. I think that, you know, it was good because we beat people like a drum in JV that year. But getting them out of that mindset of everything's not a pass protect or everything's not a pass pro, yeah, you know that was tough. But I mean, I think we we've definitely gotten a whole lot better, uh, run blocking wise. Oh, yeah. Still got some strides to make, but right. them guys have have get. And I gotta say this, you know, a lot of times people don't take really pride in being an offensive lineman, but I think we got a group that really does take pride in being in blocking and being an offensive lineman and learning the stuff. So I yeah. definitely think you know that makes a huge difference. A lot of times. In high school, you know, the offensive linemen, they might just be up there just because they got to be. Right. But I feel like this group has taken some pride in it. Um, yeah, they've came a, they've came a long way. And come many. a long way. Yeah, they've oh, yeah, come they a long way. Long they, if you would have told me it. this group, when they were in JVs, would have been, you know, blocking like they are now, I would have been yeah. skeptical of right. them, You know what I mean? But they, they really have. They, they've done a good job. Hey, Coach Sheet, what you got to add from your from your perspective? Well, one thing, and can't, can't forget our man Mullis. 
Um, oh yeah, getting in there receiving core. He got it. Got his first varsity touchdown last week. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, um, he's been working so, hard too. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've been, um, you know, kind of what we pride ourselves on is is spreading the ball around and just how many different guys catch a pass in a game. Uh, I think there was one game we had eight different people catch the ball, um, and then, like you said, starts with those guys up front though, and paving the way this past week, especially 379 rushing yards, but helped us to set the school record uh, for total yards in a game. Um, so 50-year-old record. So, I mean, it must be, like you said, the pride thing coming in there and, and, and doing that. Um, and I've just, to me, the big thing has been them knowing what to do and, and really sticking to kind of a few plays and getting really good at those plays and practicing them during the, the week. And so our guys know what to expect when they go out there. It's kind of the, the big thing on offense. Um, and then, it, I mean, it helps that we are have so many seniors. Um, and that offensive line group, they're all seniors, yeah. basically, up front. Um, except for, for one, one of the guys over there that, that plays on both sides of the ball. But, I mean, that, that just – the experience of being in the game just makes, makes a big difference. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah, it also helps that we get to play against our defense every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you play against that defense. Well, I would tell you, be good. in the preseason, you know, before we really, before we went to Lamar, I think, you know, the beginning, we're playing against our defense and all, and I'm thinking, are we this bad? You know what right. I mean? Like, are we this? Can we? Are we? <laughs> I'm thinking we're gonna have to win ball games three to nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Because we cannot do anything. Get a defensive oh, yeah. touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Get a defensive, defensive touchdown. Defense score for. Yeah. Because I mean, we just. You know, we struggled early, but it, that offense is a little different than defense. I mean, defense, oh, yeah. you can kind of line up and freaking go. Yeah. But uh, other offense, it's a little more, little more uh, got to have everybody on the same page there. But I think we've definitely, you know, come a long way from the preseason. We had a little lull period uh, there where kind of, you know, flatline a little bit. But I feel like we, we're getting back up and we see the end of the, the tunnel here, and especially with us having so many older guys. You know their sense of urgency. I think maybe he's gonna pick back, pick up a little bit. Oh yeah. Because uh, when you can see the end and and you don't know what's promised, I mean that's gonna force you to, to you know, play as hard as you can, right. or or it ain't gonna be there isn't gonna be no more playing. Right. Uh, so I've enjoyed this year. I'm definitely gonna remember it because uh, I coached these guys uh, in middle school. So I've kind of watched this senior group kind of grow up a little bit, and they won the district. When we were coach Henderson was coaching down there in the middle school too. They won the district. Um, and they, this group, and Coach Phillips has watched them since because uh, Gavin, his son, has played with this group. But I mean, they've been winning all their, they've been winning all their, their life, right, Coach Phillips? That's right. We, um, there's probably about six or eight of these kids that played rec ball with, um, with me and and Lee Blackman and Daryl Starnes from when they were about seven, eight years old. Yeah. And actually got to play on a state runner-up all-star team, uh, maybe six or eight years ago. And, uh, but they've all been together, and I knew coming along this was going to be a group that could could uh, really make a difference at AJ. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, and I saw, you know, when they were in the eighth grade, you know, you could just tell they were a different group. And, and even then, we we lost two of the of big contributors off that eighth grade team that should would still be here with them. Yeah. And we've you know we've still just that core group has just stayed together and. Uh, and really played hard, and it means something to them. You can tell ball means something to them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that makes the world a difference. You know, 
a lot of the teams I was on at high school, we had a group that it meant something to, but we had a lot of them that it didn't mean much to. And I feel like that was the difference between us being, you know, three, four, five wins and eight, seven, nine wins. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's the difference. Yeah. You can have as many good players as you want, but playing with effort and playing and it meaning something to you, that's that's what's going to bring you to W's. Uh, for in, in my opinion, so that's uh, I'm excited to get to the end of the year and, and keep rolling and see where this year's going to take us. So, you know, got to enjoy it. You don't never know what the years in the future is going to bring you in football. Yeah. So you got to enjoy and want to hear. Coach Wright knows just like basketball. Uh, Making to the state last year, you know, like he was talking the other day, you got to soak that thing in. You got to. Because you don't know, you know, when you're going to be back or, or if you're going to be back or whatever. So. I'm definitely enjoying the year and, and, and uh, looking to see where it's going to take us. So we're going to kind of preview a little bit of Central. We're, gonna, we're playing Central this week. they got a, a lot of good athletes, uh, big kids up front, um, fast, team speed. Um, so we, we're looking to hopefully North go in South there. North-South kid. North -South kid uh, Number one, number one, 15th right? Thunderbird. No, 50. Yeah, the lineman's the North South kid. Yeah, big defensive tackle, defensive end. Uh, but we we looking to they come into our place, and, and we looking to continue our uh, region. We're going to put together a two game win streak here after after having a little hiccup at Buford, and uh, trying to keep fighting and see if we can win this region uh, and uh, get going into the playoffs. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to go around and just tell a few stories about the history of A.J. and Paisley. Uh, I know Coach Wright's been on uh, arguably the best A.J. team of all time. And then uh, Coach Phillips has got plenty of stories uh, about Central Paisley. And then uh, me as a – me and Coach Henderson as a player, we got plenty. But uh, ours isn't too uh, yeah. great. You ours know, ain't that great our outcomes, <laughs> Our outcomes wasn't great as against Paisley as a player. But I got a couple as a coach that I remember. Um, and we're gonna just going to kind of go from there. So, Coach Phillips, give us a little background of, uh, you know, us and Paisley. Well, in the, in the early 80s, uh, it, was a, it was an important game um, for Andrew Jackson. And uh, uh, it actually was not a region game early on. Uh, we were actually 3A when we started playing them. And, and they were a non-region game, but it became a rivalry then. And then in the mid to late 80s is when uh, – when, when things started changing and it was we were in the same region and and, and that game uh, at that time uh, was usually who would win the region or finish second. What made it a rivalry though like in the when we first started playing them what what made it mean that game mean a little bit more what do you what are you thinking? I think it had a lot to do with um, family members uh, not too far away from okay. from from our area um, the Flat Creek community kind of butted up against right. their uh, side of the creek. Right. And uh, there was a lot of back and forth between uh, workers, uh, that uh, guys that worked together, yeah. families that went to church together and things like that. And, and it just began to evolve into the big game. Right. And uh, uh, we knew, uh, especially in, in 81, uh, 82, 83, those three years, it was it was becoming the um, the litmus for uh, uh, determining whether or not we were uh, a top program in right. two A, because they were too, um, and and being able to play 
at that level, you knew you could go a, a good distance in the in the playoffs, and and it's still that way. Uh, it, it's it's one that helps us define where our program is. Right. And one thing about it is about Paisen that I've you know my years of playing and coaching here is like there's like you said there's there's two games that you, that it was, used to be Langster and Paisen. That was the two games that that the community were really. They were going to judge us on. They were going to judge AJ football on how they played Langster, how they played Paisley. And at one time, they, that was the first game and the last game. So we played them twice. Game. No, it was no, Lancaster first, first, and then Lancaster and, and Central was last. It was um, it'd be Lancaster the first game of the season, and Central the last game. So right. If you did, if you stump your toe against Lancaster, you had had eight games to get yourself straight, and right. ready to play that last game. And then you could see if, if we didn't do well against Lancaster, if we improved, if we if we could beat Paisley right. in the last game. Right. All right, Coach Sheeg, I know you're not from this around this area, you know, for your whole life. But what what's your or what's your thoughts or or any memories you got of playing Paisley or, or anything about that? Yeah, I'm the I'm the outsider. <laughs> one uh, one other guy on staff in this year that didn't didn't graduate from here. It, who is up. it? You and. Coach Usher, Josh, you and Usher, Usher, so yeah. Josh Usher and you. That's so everybody else went to AJ. Yeah, everybody so I, else. I knew it was a bunch. I didn't know it was that. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, uh, with that said, that AJ reminds me a lot of where I graduated from, from Wren, and so it it, it was, uh, um, you know, that, that's why I like being here. Um, but uh, to Central, that you know, kind of the my earliest thoughts of, of Central were, you know, just hearing about them because they they had that role there about 10, uh, 12 years ago where they played for a state championship and played in the upper state every single year for four or five years in a row. And, um, you know, that they just always got really good players and, and they're, as you guys said a minute ago, big and fast. And it's still the same way there. Yep. Um, but that, that's something about with high school football is kind of the, kind of the deal is those family, family traditions, family lines, that they run deep, especially in the small towns throughout South Carolina that you're going to find those same last names on the back of those jerseys or on the roster as you go around. Um, it doesn't matter where you go, you, you, you're going to see them. And Central is, is one of those people. Um, kind of another early memory with that was um, one of our better players on uh, at PC when I was uh, coaching at Presbyterian College. He's from Central. And, uh, you know, he, 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 was, he was proud about being from there and uh, playing for them. And so that was something you could see that the, you know that the pride that they had in their program, um, and then he was one of those those last names that that once I got here realized that he was a Thunderbird, and yeah. Uh, yeah. so Page uh, was always going to have a Thunderbird, a Clyburn, or a Blakeney. Yeah, yeah, Blakeney. and they all going to be good. If they got if they <laughs> so got that last name, name they're going to be solid. So, so that that was kind of going in, and and I we, the two years I was at Lancaster, we played them. Um, and they beat us one time, and then uh, we were beat them the second time at Pageland. And that's the other thing, kind of my memories of of Central is is going to their stadium, um, you know, just of being there and knowing the history that's happened on that field uh, when you step out there. And that most teams that go there, it's it's a challenge. And, yeah. And it's again this year, every single one of their games is. I mean, it's been a challenge. Uh, who they go up against as far as that they just play tough. They get after it, and that was the first game here at AJ. Thinking back on was you know that 2014 that that we had to go over there and play them at Pageland, 
And um, I mean, they, they were a good, really good team that year, and it, it was a struggle for us. Um, and then, you know, just every other game's been like that. That that we've been just in a dogfight whenever you go to play them, and they're going to have two stand-up guys on defense at the end that are probably six four or better. And then yeah. one of the dudes in inside there is going to be two fifty or you're bigger and like a cat. Yeah, <laughs> so, have a good running back. Right. They're going to have a fast dude to run him back, going to have a fast receiver that can go get it. Uh, and then their secondary, they're just going to get after you. They're going to play man coverage and, and just be in your face all night. And you got to understand that you got to play for four quarters. Um, you know, there, there's no kind of individual things since I've been coaching here at AJ that, that stand out other than just kind of the general um, ones. Um, you know, just the um, – I was telling them, though, I guess the, my, my best memory of it, though, was the one year we beat them here since I've been here that I actually had to go to a wedding. <laughs> so I wasn't even here, and I was keeping up on updates. So you tell me this Friday you need to be uh, pl- making some plans. And we'll, just call you, we'll just call you and let you know how it goes. <laughs> Somebody's wedding to go to this week. So, oh, but, man. But, yeah, that, that, I mean, Central, they're proud of their football there, and you can tell that when they drive through there in the way that their fans talk about it. And then um, – know that they got those long family lines yeah oh yeah my uh my i can't say girlfriend anymore fiance's father uh kyle he works at lynch's river in Payson, and uh he just talks about how all those guys that are from Payson that work there you know they they love you know central eagle football they all you know they talk about the games all week they talk about whether whatever game they just had and then whatever game they're gonna have, or and they just they love it, you know what I mean? In the community, it's the same way here. And I, I was gonna tell a funny story before I let Coach Wright tell his, because I know his is gonna be good by '97. But uh, that one, after one of our games this year, we had just smacked somebody, and uh, I was talking to I ain't gonna say who it was, but I was talking to one of my friend's dads, and I said, you know, he comes to every game. I said, uh, what you? Th-? I said, we're gonna be all right this year, ain't we? You know, we're gonna be pretty good. You think? And uh, just trying to get his thoughts. And his one comment was, we'll see how we do against Paisman. I mean, this was before we even started maybe one region game. You know, we, it might have been after the North Central game or something. And, and his comment, it didn't say nothing about, you know, we just won 40 to whatever. His comment is, well, we'll see how we do against Paisman. You know what I mean? So that's how our community kind of weighs it. Uh, they looking at this game to say, are we for real? Or are we, you know, not as good as we thought we were? Uh, but I think uh, that year, like you were talking about us beating them, when Tex was a senior here and was pretty much, you know, we were going to line up and run it at you. I think when we beat them, I think a lot of people in our community were like, okay, you know, we got a chance to really do something good this year. And, and they started really believing in us. Uh, so I think, you know, that, that's how much weight this game holds. So I'm going to let Coach Wright tell his, uh, tell his uh, thoughts on Payson and then uh, – I want him to tell us about the famous 97 game, and then Coach Phillips, I want you to chime in with him and uh, talk about, you know, your thoughts and memories on that game too. Because I remember, you know, when we first, when Alex Fair was here, we pulled out the VHSs yes. and, and watched that game uh, one day and, and just remembering, you know, that game. And, and even though it was kind of a heartbreaker for us, uh, you know, just watching it and, and reliving those memories. So I'm going to let y'all two t- well, handle that one. The thing y'all been talking about has just been a – one of those games that everybody get up for. Like, you don't, when I played here, you didn't have to tell us to get up for the Paisley game. It didn't matter what the record was. It didn't matter who we played before them or who we played after them. It was that it was Paisley week. 
and we got up to play play those guys. I mean, people in the community was ready. They were not working that Friday that we played Paisley. They were calling in if they had to work. Everybody's coming down there to um, see us play, whether it was at home or was down there in Paisley. Um, it always going to be kind of cold. I yeah. remember it's, it's going to be cold. Towards the end of the year. Right. And um, when I played, they had Carl Blakely, which was probably about 225 running back. They had Jonathan Little, who was the fullback, who was probably about 240. Then they had McManus, who was a running back and wide receiver. They had um, just like Coach Six said, real big line. I mean, it, it they were tough. They were tough. And they were gonna line up in that bone. Bone. Al Usher gonna, you know, he gonna <laughs> run power right, power left. Yeah. Full back dive. They gonna <laughs> give it to him, and then every now and then hit you with that crossbow. Hey, they gonna run the crossbow, but they are gonna try to hit that wag oh, one yeah. time. But uh, but you knew you was gonna get it. You had to be a man because you know they's gonna run that power straight at you. You either, you either had to uh, put your bricks in your pocket or you had to come over there and sit on the sideline. Yeah, pick um, one of the two. <laughs> that's it. But, um, like I said, every game was a dog fight, man. And, like, the one I remember, um, the two games I remember the most is actually my freshman year when I played with uh, Alex Fair, David Mickle, uh Israel Fair, all those guys, A.J. Legends. And uh, we had them here. And it was a dog fight. I mean, they score, we score. And it got down toward the end. And they did, they thought they had did a good job on Alex trying to hold him down. But of course, we was able to get Alex um open for a long touchdown. And then the thing that marked it up is when they kicked it, and we practiced all week, it was like if they kick it to Alex, we're gonna set this wall up and we taking it to the house. Yeah. So we was like, there's no way in the world they're going to actually kick the ball to Alex because, I mean, he had potential anytime he touched the ball to take it to the house. Right. And at this time, they called the wall. And below in the hole, they kicked that thing to Alex. And when I tell you, it looked like dominoes out there because <laughs> we set up the wall, and I'm telling you, everybody picked off somebody. It was just like somebody was in the stands shooting a <laughs> sniper. sniper. Boom, boom. Boom. And all you saw was Alex, 6'4", running down the sideline. I remember Alex telling the story about whenever he caught the ball, he said he looked, he could see Al Usher's face on the sideline. Right. <laughs> His eyes were just big, and he was like, why did you kick it to him? I, don't think, I didn't think that – I thought the – probably the kicker just forgot. Yeah. But he we know how that Alex. goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, too, that they thought we're going to challenge y'all. Right. And uh, that's just – that was just their mentality. That – we better than y'all. That's what they always felt, and I and, and we knew different though if they right. kicked it to him. The first hit, I think it was uh, Dave Mickle. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that come down and he had the first lick and he smashed the guy, <laughs> lift him up like the guy looked like he was just levitating in the air. Uh, and next thing you know, Israel. Then the next guy. The next thing you know, when Alice get a full head of steam, it was nobody really was gonna catch him. And um, we ended up winning that game. And that was what sparked us, that that uh that touchdown right there sparked us. And then my next year, um, sophomore year, playing with the seniors we had was uh OJ Miller, um Lee, Mc, Lee McCain was Lee McCain. And um 
who else was that corner? Uh, wasn't wasn't um, Andy Knight out there? Andy Knight was safety, and then uh, one of the young was brothers. Was um, Jamel. Jamel Young. He was the other corner, and we had B.J. Fair, Nose, yeah. Kevis, Anthony. That's that's the uh, film Sean I remember Sean, watching right, right there. Yeah. Um. Man, that was the year we we were good. We were really good. Yeah. We knew the kid, the uh, the Cowboy team coming back, and we felt like we just left left it short because the year before we were good too with Alex senior year, and we we uh, dropped the ball the first. Against um, Mid Carolina. Mid Carolina. Um, Had a home playoff, home playoff game. game. They this scored was, on last, I think, last drive. Yeah. So this was the, the year down. before the '97. Yeah. Yeah. This year, was '96. '96. '96. Okay. And we we're good then, and we lost the first round here. And we bring him yeah. back, probably the best wide receiver running back duo in the state with Antonio Sal and right. uh, Alex Fair. Well, Alex was a senior. Mm -hmm. Alex, the '97 year. That year, uh, it was O.J. Miller. Miller. Okay, so Alex was gone right. in 90. Okay, I got you. I got right. you. We had O.J. Miller because, you know, the 96 year, you had Alex, 6'6", six, 6'5", six, 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 and you had O.J. Miller, 6'4". And O.J. Miller was versatile. I mean, he could run, and he was our backup quarterback also. Yeah. And then he would come down and knock, knock your head off at safety. But that year coming in, we knew it was going to be good. And, man, we was – the first time we lost them, we was undefeated. Mm -hmm. We was undefeated. We beat Lancaster. We we went down there. So we played them. We, we went, played them late in the year, right? Yeah, we last always played the last season. game of the season. And we then were nine we, and zero. Right, and we lost. We uh, lost a nail biter, nail biter to them. And so everybody was like, "Man, we should have won that. We should have won that." But we we want to meet up with them again if we do what we're supposed to do. You you always say that you know if you lose to somebody. You always say, you know, we want to see them again. But a lot of times, how many times do you get that chance? Right. You know what I mean? But we got that chance. But you chance. got the chance, yeah. We got that chance. We actually went, everybody thought our route that was going, that we had to go against, go through Saluda. Yeah. And at that time, Saluda was, Cofilla was the number one team in the state. In the state. And they had to, it was the number one offense in the state right. also. Mm -hmm. And they were, everybody read us off. But that game, um, they were doing good. And then they cheap shot Antonio Sal, our top running back. He was actually the top running back in the state. And their best D in, I think he was a Shrine Bowl candidate, yeah. and he picked up the helmet and raised it in the middle of their field as, like, looking at our sideline like they had took our heart. And, man, um, Coach Larry called a timeout and got us together and got us fired up. And they didn't get another first down, another yard after that. And we ended up beat, upsetting them and beating them. And then we ended up getting this our was, revenge. That was Saluda, right? Saluda. Saluda. This is the first or second round? Second round. Second round. So, so first round. First first round was Saluda, then second round was Chesney. You right. So we beat right. Saluda in the first round. Yes, because the thing about it, when we lost, wasn't that, that's the year it was a tie. Three-way tie. Three-way tie. So we ended up getting a three-seed? Yeah. So we got the three seed, had to go on the road first round. Right. And ended up playing a pretty good Saluda team, right? No, oh, they were number one in the state. Yeah. So, they, so we got the short end of the stick. We went right. from being possible region champ to three seed, playing the, one of the best teams in the state first round. Right. That's crazy. That's how it can go. But So Saluda first round, 
Yeah, you're a nine and one three seed. What is it? I mean, that's insane. Nine and one. So salute the first round, and then Chesney second round, and then you know, were you coaching in? Yes, yeah. I was coaching in. So all right, how quick did y'all check the uh, scores to see if y'all got Paige in the third round? Well, we knew going in just from the brackets that we were going to. If they won and we won, that was who we were going to get. And and you couldn't you couldn't look to that game because you knew we had major games to play in right. those two because they were on the road. Um, but the, the makeup of our team, we, we were just built for that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, tough, kind of, man. And, tough. And, knowing, and knowing that you beat those two teams on the road, third game was on the road as well. We would have not played, I don't think, a home game, uh, even if we had beat Pageland. Right. If we were still the number three seed. Right. We would have played every game on the road. And, uh, but yeah, that was that was interesting. Trying to keep everybody's mindset on Saluda, Chesney, and then we'll worry about Paisley when right. it comes. Well, they told us, Coach Fuzz and them prepared us well by telling us to focus one game at a time. Yeah. And that's what we did. And the, and the seniors took that as a challenge because you know that really hurt them. We was nine, and you know we beat Langston. Langston had a real good team that mm-hmm. year, and um, and to lose to Paisley, even though it was a dog fight. Um, they took the challenge of like we're going to get that back, and they did. And each day they just told us each week focus on this game. Don't focus on the two or the game ahead of time, the third round. Focus on this game, and we did that. And I think that's what helped us to get there. And when we got there, man, it was cold. It was my <laughs> third round game. Yes, it was cold, game. man. And, um, what, and what about the crowd? Because who used to tell the story about that? Was it? You, I think it was Coach Phillips or Coach, one of y'all used to tell us about how big the crowd was. Uh, me, I always tell the guys that how the crowd the now. People just around the fence. Around the fence. I mean, yeah. all around the fence. The stands are packed. You know, cars just lining up, turning in. You know, yeah. we in the line behind all the cars because they're trying to get there early so they can get their seat or get their, uh, their favorite spot on the fence. Right. You know. And the stands back then were just old wooden stands, and they wasn't a seat. There would no. not be a seat. Couldn't Band would be there. Everybody would be there. It would be one of the most hyped nights that right. you'd be involved in. And then the, the fence was lined all yes. the way around. It, it, it was. And you, everybody there. And they, they ready. They proud. A.J. Orange out there. It's, it's bright on our side because everybody got their orange. Right. coming there. And, um, and we was excited, man. We was excited. We knew we had a great game plan. We knew it was going to be a dog fight. I mean, they they went through their two um, opponents pretty well, and they knew that that first game they sneaked out of there, right. stole one from us. So they knew it was going to be a dog fight, man. And it was. I mean, it was a grind, grind from first it, quarter. It's to hard to quarter. beat a team twice, too. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It, especially in football. Once you play somebody and, and you get a, you know, it's hard to go back and beat somebody again. Uh, it is. I mean, it is. But it just, I think about it is that we got real close. You know, like I told the team the other day, we was on the goal line and um, we didn't get it in, and that's that's how they ended for us um, that year. But um, did Paisley win and won the state title that year? They won the state. Yeah, they yeah. won the state. With that. Easily. Yeah, easily. So that was the best. Pretty much everybody says that was the So the two closest championship. games, the two closest games they played that year was, was us, us both times. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's one of those things like you weren't even a senior, no. But so that's probably I, I mean I don't know what you think, but that's probably one of the one of if not the 
game you remember out right. of your career. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and that just shows how important this matchup is, you know, during the year and, and just for us now as far as our success as a team and how we're going – like how we're defined. We, we've been saying that all week. You know, this is going to define whether we, uh, you know, are considered a successful AJ team or whether we're just another, you know, solid team. Uh, but, you know, I, I enjoy sitting around listening to y'all talk about those games, those old games. That's one thing I really envy is, is being able to – I didn't ever get the chance to play in a game like that, you know, a big-time playoff hype game where you knew it was going to be, you know, two uh, – clash of the titans, basically, like right. two big dogs fighting. And, uh, you know, I that's why I love to hear y'all talk about it, man, because, I mean, I love being involved with stuff like that. Well, I think that's what um, – I think – Coach she has done a real good job as getting the guys doing good things in the community because it's getting back there. Like right. you know, like I we that year I always talk about how much we ate. You ask anybody the ninety seven year, we ate every day <laughs> almost. Like we win, you eat. Yeah. You win. And it, and it wasn't coaches feeding them, it was no, it was community, community people deciding they wanted to feed. Burger. You never had a burger in your life. On the back lot. On back lot. JD had the best burger. And he come there, he won't start cooking till we got out of practice. And that thing be fresh off the skillet. Mm. Ready. And you tell him what you want. You want a single or a double. Let him had, know. All you had to do was win. And uh, he, he did that for us. And I mean, Freddie and them used to give us uh steaks and we win. I mean it was it was, it was something good, man. And, and it, that made us tight, you know, being there. We knew if we won, we was going to um, sit down and talk and eat. And that's one thing we do now, you know. This year made me reminisce back in my days is when we was win when we won these first and didn't let nobody score on us, we was eating. Right. You know, every Wednesday we eating. And that, that brings back the memory. I mean, in the crowd, man, even on away games this year, been packed. Yeah, we, we, we a lot of times we have more fans than the – than the uh, home team. Right. You know what I mean? I, I, I bet teams love to play us when they get us at home because they know that gate's going to be <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, I mean, we we got – our fans are, are great, man. They travel. Right. And, and it means something to them also. Right. And when it means something to them and the kids, I think, feel that. And, then it, you know, that to me is how a really good high school team is built through the community. Right. And through it meaning something to everybody. Uh, so, so I definitely got to give credit to our fans, and, and even when they don't agree with uh, some of the stuff we do, right? They, they still gonna be there they'll Friday night. They'll, they'll let us know. know. Yeah, <laughs> they'll let us know. They'll definitely. They got our backs. I do have to give them that though, because yeah. it, it is fun when 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 something ain't right with the other team or something ain't right with the refs. Oh, they gonna, they yeah. let them know too. Yeah, so. they, they gonna let them know. They gonna let them hold. They gonna stick up for us. So they, they gonna get. It's kind of like your, uh, your your brother. You know what I mean. You gonna get on them a little bit, but uh, at the end of the day, you got their back. So, but I think this year, our team that we have this year is a combination of both '96 and '97 team combined. And I say that I know that's 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 uh, saying a lot, but I say that because '96 we had a dual threat running back and a dual threat receiver and we had a real good quarterback all of that and we had a good line you know defensive wise we was good um we had a couple little pieces here and there but 97 came 
our defense was really good because mm -hmm. we had a good line. Our LBs was LBs was seasoned. Our secondary was tight back there, um, and to go with our offense. So I think like you combine those two seasons together with you know the dual offense, the dual defense, and I think that's like what we are yeah. now. Yeah, we, with, with a good offense and a good defense. We're a good balanced team. Right, I feel like too. So. We, we definitely uh, going to try to go make this thing happen Friday night for the fans, for the community, for the kids, and for us, too. We put in a lot of time also that a lot of people don't see. And, uh, you know, it means something to us. I and mean, if it didn't mean something to us, we wouldn't we wouldn't be here like we are. So uh, one thing I was going to say about this group, you know, me and Coach Henderson, we ain't got a whole lot. And I wasn't going to tell my memories about coaching because Bub's not here. Because I got a couple good stories about middle school uh, at Payson, but I'm going to let him be here before I tell them. But uh, we did play a JV game, probably the best JV game I've ever seen against Paisen whenever this crowd – what grade was Chaz in? Two years ago. So, two years ago. So, you know, you think about it, that team – That was back and forth. Back and yeah, forth the whole game. On 14 points. And, yeah. I mean, it was probably the best – that's one of the best JV games I've ever seen. That's a, oh, yeah. That was the uh, three overtime game. Three overtime yeah. game, instant yeah. classic JV game. So I, what, was that the game too that the referee caught the football? Was that that one? I think it was. I can't. Game. Yeah. I well, I can't well, remember. He's from Paisley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That might have been. It might have been the game. Uh, Coach Thompson. Coach Thompson. Coach Thompson. Shout out to uh, Coach Thompson. He caught a. He had uh, hey, he one reception for uh, about five yards. Hey, he was uh, he was at the field the other day getting ready for the rec game. He, Chad said, hey, you going to catch the ball again? He said, uh, you might want to keep throwing to me. You one for one throwing yeah, to me. Yeah, hey, <laughs> his completion percentage is good throwing the uh, referee. He's he a legend down there. Oh, yeah, he yeah. 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 yeah, Coach Thompson. Yeah. Every yeah. time his jersey had his, uh, the college he played for. Yep. Oh, yeah. But he slowly changed to the arm. Oh yeah, he's got he he's got him uh he's got his roots in the orange now, so he he's got a he's got a had an AJ AJ orange on, but uh you know yeah yeah he got to he got he got to change clothes before he goes to the cookout, but I just thought about that the other day as far as like you know a lot of those kids on that JV team for us and for them gonna be out there Friday night, and that was a I mean classic classic game great game, so I'm looking forward to to it and. and you know, this is the games you really love coaching in, man, because you know you're going to remember them. You know you're going to remember, uh, you know, classic games. And, and, and some games, you know, you may not be able to recall a lot, and some games going to stick with you forever. So uh, we're excited. Uh, I know everybody's ready to ready to get out there Friday night. we got a couple more day, uh, one more day of preparation, JV game tomorrow night, and then uh, game on Friday. So. I'm going to try to get this thing posted uh, tonight or tomorrow so everybody kind of get a listen before um, the game. But everybody come out and support uh, Friday night at 730, homecoming. Everybody bring everybody you know. Uh, and we're going to try to get, get us a win uh, Friday night and keep rolling into the last re uh, regular season game and region game and then into the playoffs. But I want to thank all y'all for coming on. We definitely going to have to do it again. Yeah, what y'all think? Have a good time. I mean, yeah, think, good. great time, it. great time. I think this is good. You know, we we all we like to chop it up and talk. Me and Coach Wright, you know, we talk all the time. We we all get day. on here and talk all day <laughs> and, and tell stories. But we're gonna we're gonna get some different people on here too and and, and try to make a thing out of. It. So we're gonna call this the Coach's Corner uh, edition. So we'll we'll definitely have uh, another one. Where we all come on and just talk. But I appreciate y'all staying and and you know. 
this is just like it's all. We, we could all went home. We, we, you know, we love, man. We love talking right. to AJ football. We love being around each other and having a good time. So thank all y'all for coming out. And we'll uh, see everybody at the game Friday night. Thanks for joining us at the Schoolhouse Scallywags podcast and uh, Coach's Corner Edition. Appreciate it. Oh!